for the Canadian Society of Physician Leaders, I'm Pat Rich, and this is Leading the Way, the podcast for and about physician leaders. Our podcasts are looking at how physicians can become better leaders. And at the moment, we are focusing on leadership issues related to the COVID-19 pandemic in Canada. On today's show, your host, Dr. Johnny Van Aird, Executive Medical Director of CSPL and the current editor of the Canadian Journal of Physician Leadership, will be speaking with Dr. Anne Snowden. Anne is a Professor of Strategy and Entrepreneurship and Academic Chair of the World Health Innovation Network. She is also Scientific Director and CEO of SCAN Canada, a network of centres of excellence international knowledge translation platform located at the University of Windsor's Odette School of Business. In her interview with Johnny, Anne discusses the vitally important but often underappreciated importance of strong supply chains to help combat the pandemic. Over to you, Johnny. Well, thanks, Pat, and welcome, Anne, to Leading the Way. Thank you so much, Johnny. I'm a pleasure to be here. And you developed and are in charge of SCAN, which stands for Supply Chain Advancement Network in Health. Can you briefly describe what SCAN is, what it does, what it means? SCAN is a global network of leaders in the area of health system supply chain. And what the network is designed to do, actually mandated to do, is share knowledge and disseminate the best thinking, the best processes, and the best practices that advance and accelerate a health system's supply chain infrastructure and capacity to make sure every clinician, every patient, when and where needed, has the equipment and the safe products they need for healthcare. So SCAN was already engaged in specific projects when COVID-19 hit Canada. Were some of the projects that were ongoing, were they geared already towards something like a pandemic? And, and, and if so, how did they influence our response to COVID-19? Uh, that's a terrific question. Uh, the work SCAN had been doing prior to COVID-19 hitting Canada had focused primarily on studying and creating the evidence of supply chain infrastructure and best practices in one of our provinces, and that province is Alberta. So although we, we didn't focus that project on a pandemic, what we really focused on is what does a highly integrated, digitally enabled supply chain achieve? What we have now seen as a result of this pandemic unfolding and as it continues to unfold is that particular province, compared to all of the others, really didn't have the challenges securing the personal protective equipment that providers needed and were much more able to proactively make sure they had the equipment, they had the supplies, and they had the distribution logistics worked out to ensure every clinician or clinical team had what they needed to deliver safe care. Alberta certainly demonstrated that and at one point in time even shared some of its supplies. On the other hand, though, some of the PPEs that did arrive in Canada were of substandard quality, including in Alberta. So can you explain that and, and how does that fit in the context of SCAN? That really speaks to the critical importance of a supply chain infrastructure being able to document and verify authenticity of devices or products. So in the case of an N95 mask, for example, and the pressure 
for provinces and countries all competing to buy this short supply of N95 masks. There are groups who will manufacture an N95 mask and then call it an N95 mask, but it really isn't an authentic mask that doesn't meet regulations and requirements. The only way a health system or country level infrastructure can determine that is by adopting global standards, which is what typically you would see in a grocery store, a barcode on a product. That barcode is globally verified that if it says it is a bottle of ketchup, that it has been verified right back to the producer of that ketchup and the farmer that created the tomatoes. In Canada, we do not have a national policy requiring a product to be identified with a global standard identification label or barcode or RFID, whatever the technology is. And because we, that's not required, there are many products that float around in various systems, which cannot be authenticated. You can't validate that that, in fact, it says it's an N95. Are we sure it's an N95 mask? So what, of course, this pandemic has shone a bright light on is the importance of having standardized, globally validated identifiers, being able to validate and authenticate that a product is what it says it is. Knowing what you know today, what do you wish you would have done differently, if anything, let's say two years ago? In terms of a scan network approach, we could have run design competitions and business case competitions to raise awareness on what a pandemic outcome could look like and might look like. And a pandemic does create an urgency for health system leaders and decision makers. So perhaps what we could have done two years ago is profile that pandemic situation to get people to think about why a clinically integrated supply chain is so important. So that might have been something that could have raised the profile. I, I am mindful though, Bill Gates suggested the same strategy in 2015 on his famous YouTube video and talked about simulations. Nobody did it either. So it's hard to know what would have been effective two years ago, but that might have been something to consider. Well, looking to the future then, we see and actually might continue to see major global in interruptions of many supplies, not just PPEs. Do you have any insight? Do you think that COVID-19 will be the catalyst of permanent long-term changes in supply chain? I think it's a, a realistic possibility. And the reason I say that is in the number of years I have been working within the space of health system supply chain, I've never heard a U.S. president a Canadian prime minister, or even a British prime minister use the word supply chain. So clearly the issue of supply chain and its value and importance is health, health systems has a much greater profile than I have ever seen it. The second thing that would suggest that it will get the attention and the focus it needs is this pandemic, if it has achieved one thing, it has demonstrated the very clear link between a robust and secure resilient supply chain and the health outcomes of our, our clinical workforce. And I do believe we will see changes. I think no province in this country is likely to want to repeat what they've been through in terms of trying desperately to track down the products they need. And the other reason that is likely to be relevant is this pandemic isn't going away quickly. We are seeing emerging phases 
in the other countries like uh, China that suggest we may see a resurgence of these cases. So I believe there is a very high degree of awareness. And now the question is, what do we do first? And how do we do that to get the best impact and value? So and some may argue that increased trade pro- protectionism is going to add to, uh, to inefficiencies and that it will erode some of the benefits that the growth in global trade has brought us in the last couple of decades. What's your view on this whole protectionism slash globalization issue? I think there are some realities that this has, again, profiled very clearly. One of the realities is that many health products are sourced from a single geography. We learned that very quickly in this pandemic in terms of China when it was quarantined first and all those manufacturing plants then became shut down. One of our supply chain experts in the Scan Health Network commented and reflected with me recently that during the SARS epidemic, supplies did not all come from a single geography like they do now in China. And he reflected that we really need to really think through whether that continues to be best practice. Because when products are coming from primarily a single geography and something happens, then you've lost your global supply chain for virtually every health system. So trade protectionism sits on top of that in my mind, because as you get into these very urgent and emergent situations with high numbers of people becoming ill with COVID-19, country leaders blocking the movement of products to protect their own citizens now overlays Another reason why single geographic sources of supplies is perhaps not going to offer the resilience in the supply chain that every health system needs. So the drive towards let's produce it more locally is one option, and there are many others. The question now becomes, are the materials that you need to source to produce those products locally going to be available locally because supply chains are global? So the product or the component parts of each of those products, like an N95 mask, where do they all come from? If they still come from the same geography they do today, then I'm not sure that it's going to change. So there are many and very complex issues around the sourcing, geographic locations of products and how and where trade protectionism may or may not play a role. The the goal here is avoiding and moving away from single geographic sources of the majority of products that, that supply every health system in the world. That caught every health system in the world off guard. That, for me, is the bigger problem. And you have worn many different leadership hats in your life. You started as a nurse. You teach at a business school. You're a professor and an academician in strategy and entrepreneurship. And now you lead SCAN. When you look back, what leadership values and skills do you bring from your clinical days into your present role as leader in the research and business world? I would have to say my entire career whether it's in the role of the nurse, the role of the researcher, or the leader of SCAN, has always first and foremost started on how can health systems best serve the people and populations they're mandated to serve. It's about making the health systems we all hold near and dear to our hearts work for people, not the reverse. And that has been a key principle I have taken I'm focused on no matter what role, what organization I'm leading, or what research I'm conducting. That's the value proposition for me, how best to meaningfully connect to people and populations to help them stay healthy and well. 
And thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me and with our CSPL members. It is an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And now over to you, Pat. Thanks, Johnny. And thanks, Anne. That's our show for today. We hope you will continue to listen to our future podcasts and subscribe to them through your favorite podcast platform. They can also be accessed through the CSPL website at physicianleaders.ca. Until next time.